Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I'm going to pass by for a quick moment our usual black history fact because I have online uh, Congressman Gregory W. Meeks, who is now, by the way, in his 11th term uh, serving his constituents in, in New York, and he is also the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, the first black congressman, by the way, uh, to chair that extremely important uh, committee. And uh, Congressman Meeks, first of all, thanks for being on the Madison Show. Let me get right to it. You just got back from visiting uh, Ukraine and meeting with President Zelensky. Um, Your, just your, your observation uh, you left with what concerns? Well, Joe, first, thank you for having me on. This is a mighty show communicating across America. So I want to thank you for what you do uh, each and every day. Um, so we had a very good meeting with President Zelensky. And some of my concerns are the same concerns that uh, we actually arrived with, that uh, it seems as though there's no off-ramp. Uh, for Vladimir Putin and his unprovoked uh, uh, invasion of sovereign Ukrainian territories and the loss of life of civilians, innocent men, women, and children uh, on a daily basis and some of the inhumane treatment that is happening there. Uh, So uh, those are the concerns that I came with. That's why uh, I know Leader uh, Speaker Pelosi uh, and myself and, and, the, and the others that were part of the delegation wanted to go to have a face-to-face conversation with him to see a little what's on the ground as well as go to Poland uh, and talk to some of the Ukrainians that have uh, unfortunately had the ability to get out and to hear and listen to their experiences. Um, and uh, some of it was just, you know, it's just heartbreaking that here we are in 2022 and you have an invasion by another country, uh, and that's just uh, ruthlessly uh, killing uh, uh, people and violating, you know, all kind of war crimes and things of that nature. Hey, so they, those were real concerns. Uh, uh, Congressman Meeks, can you describe as best you can what you saw in Ukraine? That and what you, what you saw. I know, you know, we get we see a lot of the TV images. But if you could just describe what you saw with your own eyes. Yeah, well, I, I, I will say that uh, what you see is was what's there. What we saw um, because of security, et cetera, we were very limited in where we would travel and where we would be. Um, but you could see, particularly in the city of Kiev, uh, that uh, uh, it was a war zone and that uh, there's preparations and, you know, you find roadblocks and uh, all kinds of uh, other uh, types of uh, uh, setups to prevent the Russians from evading, invading um, uh, Kiev. And we saw they were successful in pushing them back, but there's all kinds of security. There's very few people on the street, very few stores that are open, um, and curfews uh, take place once. Uh, the sun falls down, uh, and everyone is awaiting and listening uh, attentively to whether or not 
there are any sirens that are going off the giving warning of uh, an incoming mm-hmm. uh, a missile. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a normal way of life uh, right now, but uh, the spirit and the determination of Ukrainian people uh, was very high, and they were very determined to make sure that they did not uh, fall uh, to the to the aggression of, of Vladimir Putin. Uh, President Lazinsky, uh, Congressman Meeks, he's continuing t- to ask for more sanctions, more equ- uh, 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 equipment, more supplies. How far should you do you think the United States should go? And what are what are your members saying on the committee and in Congress? Well, look, my members are locked in on this one. They all are, you know, solidly in support of Ukraine because of what's at stake. Uh, when you allow a, uh, a an, an invasion by one nation uh, to another, uh, trying to uh, take its sovereign property and, uh, and 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 knock out its democratic principles. If you allow it to happen one place, and we know that uh, it is Putin's intentions to go further, if he can get away with what he's doing in Ukraine, it's the Baltic states next, uh, maybe Moldova, where they took some land already, Georgia, uh, and others, uh, you know, individuals who are autocratic states, uh, they would look, and uh, and so therefore you could have the spread of uh, of uh, of continued uh, uh, aggression. Even more than that, in addition to that, I should say, you know, we have, because of the way that the Russians have positioned their their ships, et cetera, they've closed down uh, uh, the ports of the Black Sea. Uh, And that can cause worldwide hunger and the cost of food to continue to go up because Ukraine, uh, for example, uh, produces – 50% 50% of the world's sunflower oil and all of the wheat and grains that goes into various food products, they cannot get out. They are stuck, and they not, cannot get out. The only way to get out is those ports. Russia is blockading those ports, and that's one reason why we also have to make sure as the, you know, the war shifts from Kiev to other parts of the eastern Ukraine uh, that there's other kinds of weapons that we give uh, to the Ukrainians uh, so that we can try to open up uh, the parts in Odessa uh, so that food can uh, get out to the rest of the world and stop the prices of food going up, right? Even right here in the United States, uh, there was reports all today talking about how uh, bread and other items uh, are going to double uh, soon. Uh, So uh, there's a humanitarian crisis uh, that we're dealing with. And so we have to uh, defend, and it's not just the United States. The United States is leading, but it's our allies also all over the world. Of course, the 30 nations of NATO have stuck together, and we do have to increase sanctions, but we've got to do that in multilateral way, not unilaterally. You know, prior administrations, we'd be in bad shape if it was America alone or America only. It's the fact that we have these coalitions. In fact, there was a vote in the U.N., condemning the aggression of Vladimir Putin of 141 to 5, which just shows how the country, and we got to squeeze and continue to push uh, sanctions to the point where there's no imports from anywhere else uh, going into Russia and no exports from Russia going to uh, any uh, anyone else. And we know 
that uh, we have other countries like China, et cetera, that are watching what we do. But notably, China abstained. They didn't even vote yes for, for Russia on the other malign nations like North Korea. So we've got to continue those sanctions and rank them up, ratchet them up. And the Europeans have a lot to lose. we looking at our gas prices, which is absolutely horrendous. But they have to even higher, and they are complete, have been completely dependent upon Russian oil. Yet the EU announced by November they should not be buying or purchasing any Russian oil, which helps finance this war. Yeah. So it's, uh, we, we've got to stay on this. Uh, my, my guest is Congressman Gregory Meeks, uh, who, by the way, is chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee and the first black congressman to chair that committee. Let, let me, uh, I would be remiss if I did not ask you to, uh, to address or did you address uh, during your visit to Ukraine about the issue related to the African students that were caught in this in the middle of this uh, war, did that come up? Uh, what Absolutely. was the re- and and what was the reaction? Because I know if anybody was going to bring it up, it was going to be Gregory Meek. So go ahead. Yes, sir. I brought it up several times. I brought it up first. You know, this is my uh, you know third time, second time. Uh, being over. I was in Poland twice. I was in Poland right after uh, the invasion, uh, and I brought it up to the Polish prime minister. Uh, We brought it up to the Polish uh, president, uh, brought it up. I brought it up directly to Zelensky on this last trip because it's something that I take very seriously. Uh, And it was clear to me that, especially in the beginning of the invasion, there's a lot of chaos that was going on. and Some of what we saw was panic. You know, individuals, uh, uh, and it was not the governments per se, but individuals panicking, trying to get their folks on these trains, et cetera. And they pulled uh, some of the uh, folks of color, both African and Asian, uh, often put many of them at the back of the line. Uh, They were not allowing, but this is true of just about all Ukrainians, uh, not allowing any males to get on a train or move forward. They were holding them all back uh, because they wanted them to fight the war. Uh, but what we were, what I was focused on in this case was also, and then, you know, I know that the, both the Ukrainian government as well as um, the Polish government uh, and, and other EU uh, allies that around that boarded Ukraine put out a non-discriminatory um, mandates uh, at the borders. Uh, and so my first trip there, I went to the border. Uh, I saw that uh, those individuals that were there uh, were um, uh, were were uh, allowing others to cross uh, the borders. Uh, but we wanted more transparency, also. And I should say, all of the men that used to be on the borders, and this is this is another part of the crisis, they had to leave. They all went back to fight the war. And so now, basically, the border crossings are just, uh, you know, those are individuals, the guards, are women. Uh, and when I was at the border, it was only women and children that were crossing the border. Um, uh, but uh, the government's, uh, you know, firm, because they know that Putin could use this as a, uh, as a ploy uh, to try to separate and divide us uh, in that regard. But I still wanted further uh, to transparency. My sister, Barbara Lee, was with me also. When we were in Ukraine, she was still in Poland. Uh, and we knew that, uh, for example, uh, we had found out that there were 51 
uh, Africans that were being detained in, in Poland. And we wanted to know why. We wanted to have complete transparency uh, and who was being held. And so we knew there was 51 uh, Africans uh, there. There were a few uh, also um, uh, people from uh, India, a number of them. And most of them were coming out of uh, the schools that were in Maripool. And so, of course, you can see what's taking place there. So there was a panic. And what they walked us through uh, was uh, the fact that uh, some had their did not have their papers. Uh, so to me, you know, a lot of folks didn't have papers uh, because you're just running to try to save your lives. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that they're not being held, this, you know, uh, uh, in a discriminatory manner. Appears that some uh, there was uh, with uh, uh, would pop up after they're given their names and things. They popped up uh, in the in the system uh, and with with with, with uh, uh, connections that would not allow them to just walk in. But we demanded that uh, we continue to look at that, that they be treated in a humane and, and released. But the other concern that I have, Joe, actually is in some countries, and we're talking to them about that, individuals who escaped for their lives uh, from certain um, areas on the continent of Africa, certain countries where uh, they left from there because of uh, safety reasons. Uh, we didn't want them to be forced to go back uh, to those countries uh, if they did not want to. Uh, and so we wanted to make sure that they would receive temporary protection status and other things uh, on the con in, in Europe or be looked at to come to the United States also because they're fleeing. And that's something that we've got to stay on top of uh, and continue to. And I, I talked to Secretary Blinken uh, in regards to that and talked to Secretary Brzezinski uh, in Poland so that we can keep an eye and keep demanding and making sure that uh, discrimination uh, for people of color uh, does not take place. The governments of both countries, though, uh, was very determined. In fact, Zelensky was absolutely appalled of any uh, 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 injustices taking place in that regard. And so they were focused on making sure that that did not occur. And it seems to me right now that there are um, uh, the governments are not implicit uh, in any type of uh, discriminatory actions. Uh, but there are some individuals, mm -hmm. you know, still that uh, that are not part of the government that have been trying to get their families across, have uh, have prevented others from I getting see. on the trains or, or, or getting close to the border. All right. I, if you don't mind, God, what, let me take I have one caller from uh, Chris from New Jersey. Um, hold on a second. Uh, put him uh, Chris from New Jersey. You you had a question for Congressman Meeks, if you could quickly, because I don't have much time left with him. Go ahead. Yes, I, yes, how you doing, Joe? I, I'd like to know all of these stingers and all of these weapons that, that we're sending over there, is there going to be any accountability for this? Because I'm afraid that some of this stuff might be bought on the black market, and now you find all of this stuff in certain, certain parts of Asia and certain uh, Muslim communities, uh, 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 radical com Muslim communities, that might, they might try to shoot down airlines. All right. Is there any accountability for all of this? Uh, 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 Congressman Meeks? Yes, absolutely. You know, we know where everything's going. Uh, we know how it's being utilized. Uh, our, uh, you know, that's being uh, calculated and watched on a on a regular basis. Uh, how it's being uh, d d delivered, uh, and uh, so we and we can see, you know, from our intelligence and others, 
what 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 damage it's doing and 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 who or where the possibilities are that uh, the weapons are taken. And I can tell you that um, these weapons that we're giving are absolutely being utilized uh, as quick as we could give it to them by Ukrainians to fight the Russians. And that's the way you know individuals. Uh, and even our intelligence first thought that Ukraine couldn't stand for more than two to three days. Now we're over two months, and they're and, and, and they're there for you know, been able to withstand it for two months because they, of the utilization of the materials that we're giving them from the United States, but also from allies all over the world who are also making donations uh, to them to fight for their sovereignty. This is a general question, Congressman Meeks, and and that is. A lot, and you hear this because you 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 spend a time talking to us and other shows. You have a lot of African Americans who listen to Urban View, my show, and others, who say, "Why should we, as African Americans, be concerned about Ukraine? I mean, yeah, this money can be spent for A, B, and C in 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 our community." Um, and and here you're you know a member of the Congressional Black Caucus. You're chairman of this of, of one of the most important committees in Congress. How do you respond to those uh, comments? Well, it's all still interconnected. We're trying to stop the incursions uh, and and the invasion of a sovereign nation uh, that is causing uh, effects to everyone around the world. You know, I hear in my communities uh, that I represent, for example, when they go to the gas pumps and they see that gas is now uh, $5 a gallon, et cetera, that's as a result of this war. And it would continue uh, and, be, and, and, and get continually worse if, in fact, it is not stopped and we don't defend uh, Ukraine. Uh, if we don't, then subject United States and others are subject to the same kind of incursions, and we will be forever bogged down in that. And as I indicated earlier, you know, starvation uh, around the world, uh, making sure that folks, uh, you know, the grains, because we are all an interconnected uh, world right now, and that's why I want to boycott and sanction uh, Russia to isolate them so that we're not isolated. When you think about supply chains across and how, uh, it's been devastating as, as well for, the, for inflation and the cost of, of, of normal goods. All of that is interconnected with what's taking place in Ukraine. Uh, so it would cost us uh, at home and continue to cost us at home uh, if, if we don't. And then we have a world that could be in chaos completely if we have one sovereign nation uh, being under attack by an authoritarian government. Uh, it changes the balance and the shift in the world. And I, and I got to tell you, for me, um, when, uh, we have, when I've seen uh, issues like this, or historically in the 1940s, uh, you know, with uh, Hitler and, and what was taking place there, just being human beings, we just cannot yeah. idly sit by yeah. and allow that kind of uh, genocide to take place. You know, I, as you were talking, I was thinking, uh, like Dr. King's speeches, when he said we're, we're a global village interconnected you know you're right by the time we wake up in the morning half of what we consume and use have come from other parts of the world uh and 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 that in essence is what is what you're saying and that should be what everybody needs to understand 
there's an inner connection. And I appreciate you uh, uh, saying it. And, and you certainly know this in, in, as your, in your position as chairman of, uh, this, uh, of this important Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, I hope we can call on you again. I thank you so much for taking the time this morning to be on the Madison Show. Brother Joe, uh, it is always an honor and a pleasure to be on your show. You call us anytime, we'll be back, uh, because you are an individual that keeps us together, asks the hard questions, uh, holds us accountable, makes sure that information is disseminated within our communities, which is tremendously important, because that dialogue, that connection, is tremendously important, and you do it better than most. And and thank you very much, and best to you and your family and your wife and Mother's Day and anybody else that, <laughs> that deserves it. They all deserve it. Thank you. I appreciate yes, it, Congressman Meeks. All right, now. All right, 20 after. one 8255 Can we go on? We'll take calls. Let's, all right, let's, let's do that before I take my uh, first break. Mike from New York, good morning. Ah, oh, good morning, Mr. Madison. Uh, every time I hear your voice, it's just like a memory of sitting down, listening to my grandfather's talking to me Sunday morning at St. Mark's Amy Church. But I just want to reach out to the people who are out there. You have to vote. Vote and vote and vote. They don't want us to read. They don't want us to learn. They want us to educate ourselves. Please vote, my people. I yeah. love you. I, I, I mean, you know, it, it was so interesting. And, and I've said this, and I know what Gregory uh, Chairman Meeks was talking about, because I had read it just last week. And I think I might have mentioned it on the show, that all this crap about supporting Putin, all this crap about Oh, why are black folk concerned about it? And I read where, one, over 50% of the crops that we need to make bread and other products that are on our shelves, in our stores, and other things, and, by the way, in, in starving African countries come from Ukraine. And they can't get the, 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 the food items or the ingredients off their ports because the Russian warships are blocking them on the Black Sea. Now, if I, and so when, when I say this, I'm not just making it up. And it is, and, and as you just heard Congressman Meek say, who, by the way, gets all this intelligence because he's chairman, he says this is all interconnected. Hell, the reason, in part, that you're paying over $5 a gallon for gasoline is in part because of this war that Putin started. And then, and then I have to argue with, I don't know who these people are, who call into the show and say, well, why should black yeah, people... I, no, no, hold on. Why should black people be concerned about this? And I just explained it. And the chairman of the committee just explained it. And then we say, oh, but the folks in Africa, the folks in Africa, the Sudan, 
Northern Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're starving because I, I saw I saw a show the other day. A famine. Uh, wait a minute. A I saw famine. a show the other day where the, 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 the chairman, the man who controls the World Hunger Project, he says, we're running out of food. So we have to decide who gets the food and who doesn't. And somebody asked him, a reporter said, well, how do you make that decision? Oh, we take the food from the hungry and give it to the starving. And then you sit up here and then tell and then try to suggest to me or some shows try to suggest or, or, or take the a question from people in a rhetorical. Well, why should we care? That's why we should care. Let alone, let alone when Dr. King told us we're all interconnected. We're all interconnected. Your coffee didn't come from the United States. Hell, the sugar in your <laughs> in your cola came from some other country. The fucking shoes came from some other country. Your, the shirt you're wearing, the underwear you've got on, the cereal you're eating. That's why you should care. Hey, in addition to the fact these are human beings. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.